wish I was better at that part of it. That one part, like, just going in? Yeah. Well, we don't have to have, like, Welcome to Broken Corner all the time. I mean, we could, like, we could do it, like, yeah. start off, like, here or somewhere and then, like, say, you know, in the, like, you know, two minutes later, just, oh, Welcome to Broken Corners. Yeah. Um, so it's not so formulaic all the time, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of the ones I listen to, they don't, they don't, like, formally announce who they are every time. Yeah. So, yeah, we, yeah, we don't, I mean, we could, we don't have to do that at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you downloaded it, you should know the, the title of the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't follow what we're saying, then fuck you. Okay. So, um, well, I mean, happy belated Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, how was your, how was your, uh, your turkey? Uh, it was, I mean, you know, uh, I, it, you've I never, think, think, you've never sailed on the good ship Turkey before. Have you? No, I, I, I've never uh, made a Turkey before. Um, and so, you know, you had told me about making sure it was thawed, um, <laughs> but I didn't really like, I didn't realize how many days it needed to be thawed. So it probably needed like three or four days. And I yeah. think we did like two and a half. Okay. Um, But like, you know. It's one of those things where, like, you know, you learn your lesson because you did it once. But uh, also, like, <laughs> it's we were trying to get the neck out. So, um, you know, Google's wonderful because, it, it, like, there's like everyone's gone through similar problems as you. Like, you know, in, in any way of humankind that we're all connected is that we're all fuck ups in one way or another. Yeah. And like, there's always like people out there like, don't worry, I got you. Do this, this, and this, and that. And that's, you know, that's comforting to me. But um, so one of the things was like, yeah, just put it in the oven and it's okay. Put it in the oven at a low temperature and just let it like thaw. Okay. You know, and, and then, you know, they said, then when you can get inside the cavity, pull out the giblets and the neck and, you know, you're good. But, but when we, when we initially put our hands into the cavity to try to get the neck out prior Uh to putting it in the oven, it was just an iceberg inside of the <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. cavity. Nothing's colder. <laughs> yeah, it was just like this thing was about to take down another boat, if not the Titanic was sank already. But like it, and I was like, it almost made me think that nothing was in there, right? Because I'm like, well, this is just a block of ice, right? So this turkey was weird because like the giblets were on the back, you know, the where the neck is, and they cut the neck off. Yeah. So it has like that hole where the shoulders are. So the giblets were there, but it, we were still missing the neck. Right. So I'm like, well, we have to get this neck. And then like one of the warnings uh, from the website was like, listen, if the neck is inside a plastic bag and the plastic begins to melt, throw out the turkey because of chemicals and things like that. Yeah. So all I kept thinking was like, God damn it. I can't let this plastic melt because... We're gonna it's have gonna to throw out this into fucking the turkey, yeah, twelve pound turkey or eleven pound <laughs> turkey, and I'm like, so every half hour I kept checking. So finally, after an hour and a half of like letting this thing thaw out, you know, Tracy takes her 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 like she was just fisted the whole turkey and like <laughs> got the neck out, and then all she's of a sudden, <laughs> what happened? Oh, I said she's a trooper. No, she was all in. You know, she was into it because oh yeah, she's just like like she she had no. She had no, uh, what do you call it? Compunction? 
no, nah, she just was like, I'm going in there. I don't care. We're getting this neck out. Yeah. But the, the, so here's the, but I guess here's the funny part. The neck wasn't even in a bag. It was just neck, raw dog neck. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even in, in a plastic bag. It wasn't in like a little pouch. It was just a neck inside of the cavity. And I was just like, oh, we could have just left this here and let this fucker cook. But right. that's what it is. <laughs> So lessons how, learned. Lessons learned. So how long did you have to keep it in the oven for? We started cooking at 2.30 it, you know, at a very low temperature, like 2.50. Yeah. Uh, finally got the neck out, you know, and then like we already had seasoned it because we were just like, let's just season it. But when we got the neck out and then the cavity, we shoved like, you know, flavors like lemon and apples inside the cavity. Uh-huh. Um, so that was took. And so by, finally it was it was fully out of the oven at 8.30. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But you know, also what I was thinking, like, you know, I always have these like dreams of deep frying a turkey. Mm-hmm. And like, if the, I would just, I just envisioned the fire that oh, would have yeah. happened because of the ice inside of the cavity. Yeah. Um, it just, it, know, ex- because... it makes it explode. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I've seen videos of it, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I've never thought like, Jesus Lord, this thing is, this thing was crazy. I mean, yeah, we were just... But now, you know, we know. We're experts now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could write a book about it. Yeah. And what, and, 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 and how is... What, what dish... I know you went to Brian's. This yeah. was like... I think, I think, I think I've been to Brian's for Thanksgiving, I want to say, for the past six or seven years. Maybe okay. even more. Yeah, that um, would make sense. And it was just weird not going and, and um, you know... It was weird doing a responsible thing, but, um, but <laughs> yeah, we missed you guys. You know, but um, yeah, it's just like it was, it was, it was, it was cool to like um, be home and not like take that cab home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was also like we totally, yeah, we totally missed you guys as well. But um, you know, this year, well, you know, it sucks. But uh, how, how was yeah. how was Brian's? Uh, what dish did you make? If you made any, <laughs> it was good. It was um, it, we made. Well, I made uh, stuffing and cranberry sauce, which are my which are my traditional items to make. And um, yeah, and last year, last year I was I was sick and couldn't cook, so it was really nice to you know be in a different place (laughs) this year, um, even though it's such a messed up year. But um, I think we had seven people, and so um, he has a, a you know as you know has a big old patio. And so um, we were able to just have everybody be outside and um, everybody kept masks on except when they were eating or drinking. And, uh, you know, we just sort of, you, you only, and he had a, they've got a great big old uh, like restaurant outdoor heater. Yeah, the heaters. How many do they have? Like two or they have they two, buy another but, one? They have two, but that one never has worked. So they got another one. And then we also had a fire. So. Um, nice. yeah and it was a it was a really nice day out it was you know it was like it was in the nice. high 50s low 60s so it was funny i was i was really hoping you guys would have a nice day because then you, i didn't want you guys to be indoors <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah when i because I, I think at like around 3 30 uh, me and tracy were sitting outside having a beverage and it was just like the sun was like on us and it was gorgeous it was like yeah. really beautiful outside and i was just thinking i'm like thank god but then but then I, at the like the on the flip side of that i'm like oh this is going to encourage people to do bad things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what true. i mean 
Well, they but had this... they had brought home a tent from the bar, so if if we had to, we could have still been outside. Mm. So that's good. Yeah, not not as much ventilation through the top, but <laughs> at least we would have had the sides. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was good, <laughs> right? That's oh my god, that's. <laughs> Did I tell you that that I I had Brian's been cutting my hair and I yeah. I asked him to cut my hair and he did exactly what I wanted and it was the worst thing ever. It Be was careful what you asked for. <laughs> it, yeah, it was completely my fault. Like I had him cut it really tight on the sides and the back, and then the top was still long, and it just I looked like a Q-tip. I looked like an absolute Q-tip, and uh, so. I, I had him cut the top down and it, it looks fine now. It's going to grow. Uh, my hair grows fast. So uh, yeah. it's, al- it's already, it's been a week and it's already <laughs> so much better than it was. But yeah, I thought I was going to be able to pull that off. And uh, you know, Brian was like, no, I, I don't know. Give it, a, give it a day and see how you feel about it. And the next morning I got up and saw that in the mirror and I was just laughing. It was just like, I looked like, um, <laughs> I don't know if it was kid or play, but I looked like one of them. Oh well, it's the high top fade is kid, <laughs> and I didn't oh. I didn't have quite the height on it. The kid, oh, okay, for well, sure. you were you were getting there. A toddler, <laughs> we'll call you toddler, right? <laughs> yeah, but I so I learned a valuable lesson. I don't have quite enough swagger to pull <laughs> to pull that off. I mean, COVID haircuts, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've learned a lot. Um, they're just cutting my hair these last seven or eight, whatever the hell how long we've been in this fucking hell, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I just like um, at first it was like I am in the first. My haircuts were taking a total of five days. Yeah, be, because I would just keep going back and trying to like clean it up, and now it just takes about a good thirty, forty five minutes and, and a little bit of patience. Okay, um, just like shaving the sides and then blending it, and you know, it's you know, it's I'm like, all right, well, if I could perfect this, this will save me like twenty dollars every every you know every every month or so. Totally. So you know. We're all becoming all self reliant. Yeah, David Thoreau. Yeah, plus Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So self, so self reliant. Amazon, where are you? <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny uh, though is like in the past, uh, having a bad haircut, like I would have been so upset, and now I'm just so happy to have hair. That it's like any hair is good hair. Like once once you have to rock the fully bald. Like yeah. not by choice. It's just like my hair looks great, even yeah. when it looked absolutely ludicrous. I was just like, "That's funny." I just yeah. didn't, you know. Worst case scenario, I think I wore a hat to the grocery store when I might not have otherwise. But otherwise, smooth sailing. And just having that comfort to know that it's going to grow back. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like oh, Ooh. it's going to grow back. I was you know, sweating that. that hard for a while. I had for. Yeah. About three or four months, I was like, oh, I'm going to be Fryer Tuck for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> when it grew back, remember, I had those patches over my temples. That was not great. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, yeah, it's usually coming out. Because I, I remember my mother had, like, um, a similar issue. And she was like, Whenever, but then finally it started growing. And then she's like, she just rocks it short. She's like, I ain't fucking with this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 no, I feel the bothering. same way. I feel the same way. She was like, and not, not that she ever kept her long, her hair that long, you know, because a lot of Latinas, when they get older, they just sh- shave their, their, like, it's just like a status symbol. They're just going to cut their hair and they're going to rock it that way because life is too tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what <laughs> I mean? So my mom just usually had just had curls and that was it. But now she's just like straight, um, 
like Janet from Three's Company, but like with white hair though. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. that's her style. Yeah, my mom uh, always she would ha- keep she kept her hair really short, but um, it would just. I mean, this is who I probably I get that from. Like, it just would go straight up once it got out to two or three inches. So mm. she would do the really tight, permanent waves. Yeah, and uh, that was always really confusing. It just because <laughs> 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 it, it, but then it would just sort of relax over time, and uh, yeah. But yeah, it's oh, it's coming. Hair. It's coming for us for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look. You have an uncle. You look like right. My uncle, yeah, he he's bald, but we had like a very fat round face. We were very, yeah, we looked, yeah. It's it's part of the uh, the maternal, my maternal side. We all have round heads. Okay. Very very round heads. (laughs) (laughs) Just very round heads. Yeah, my yeah, I get both my mom and my dad had giant heads. (laughs) My dad was only like five four, but he still had a giant head. Yeah, it was funny. I was looking at myself in the mirror maybe like three hours ago. I'm like, my round face is starting to look more like a um, like a frog. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not liking this look. I'm like, I, I got to lose like some face weight. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, I don't like, I, I don't, like, I would imagine face weight's the hardest one to lose. Oh, <laughs> like... uh, for, for me, that comes off, I don't know. I think that, I, I think it'll be pretty pretty clear it shouldn't take too long yeah i mean well also i gotta lose weight right that's <laughs> i know i got yeah i gotta stop chugging gravy gravy over here i just uh, haven't so, yeah, been, uh, i haven't been uh, into it for the past couple of months i gotta get interested in that again i mean i mean i understand why like like i mean like, all day i've been like super anxious and like like everything is fine. Like, why are you so anxious? It's just like I feel like we're just in this awkward holding pattern of just yeah. You know, you. It's just it's 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 really kind of weird. I know, like maybe maybe finally after the uh, eight or nine months, I'm starting to like go a little batty. But like, it's like, oh, can we get can we? You know, we keep everyone keeps saying let's get to 2021, and that doesn't really solve anything. But at least it can get us closer to a different White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, and and I and I don't know. Well, I do know because I'm I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say I what I was going to say was I don't know what a different president is going to do, but I do know mm-hmm. that a different reaction to what's going on in a positive note and and actually showing um, the the ability to actually be proactive about something that's affecting the whole country. Yeah, <laughs> is a little bit more comforting because we can't control our lives, but all we can do is hope to take certain action. You know. I mean, I know inaction is a decision, but it's not one that comforts me. Right. No. <laughs> you know, uh, especially specifically with like leadership that's currently there, like and it, that has just been inactive for the last two months and also never really put forth an, an action plan at all. Right. So, you know. Yeah, it would have been one thing if there had been decisive <sighs> steps taken and they just and they didn't work. Right. Yes. <laughs> because, you know. I, I'm sure there still would have been, you know, enough partisan feeling, you know, to say, like, oh, that was bungled. But at least if it was tried, that would have been something. I mean, I think, you know, years from now, there, there's, you know, 
and probably like maybe like next year, there'll be studies of like um, states with mass mandated um, versus non mass mandated um, yeah. like uh, laws and see where the the like the numbers that jumped up there. You know, I mean, if you look at the Dakotas, are like it's like five people there and like three people are sick and two people died. You know what right. I mean? Like it's it's yep. really it's 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 a crazy it's crazy. I don't even know. I don't know those good country people, huh? <laughs> Ooh, good transition. That was that, that was a really good one. <laughs> I had that one in the chamber. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Uh, well, so okay, so we read we read "Good Country People," which is a short story by Flannery O'Connor this week, and. Uh, it was published in Harper's Bazaar back in 1950. And I'm wondering if, if Harper's Bazaar was kind of like the Vanity Fair of the day. I think so, because a lot of things were published in Harper's Bazaar. And like, it was kind of like progressive, scandalous, and like, <clears throat> excuse me, like um, like a place for literary, like, I'm going to drop, like, you know, just drop this off and you, you know, publish it and I'm going to be a star. You right. You know what I mean? Like, I guess like avant-garde, like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I know it's still in publication, but um, I don't know. Is anything good coming out of Harper's Bazaar right now? I did. I did not know that that it was still in active publication. I could totally. I, t- I could totally be making that up. I don't know. I thought it was. Huh. I'm gonna have to check. Harper's Bazaar. No, I'll, I'll check in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You said you hadn't ever read this one before, right? I honestly did not know who this person was when you suggested it. Um. I, um, I, first of all, I thought it was a, here's my gender issues. I thought it was a man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that's, I don't know. Is, is that her real name? Or did she chose, she choose that name because, um, because, you know, it sounds sort of man. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, actually I, I, so, you know, I have all these, um, when I used to teach, uh, undergrad, one of the best things at the beginning of every school year, um, these publishing companies would come to the university okay, and they would just bring a, a, a bunch of books and be like, take samples, take it, take it. Because the idea was if you choose that book, you would, or you would say, this is my, the book for the semester and kids would have to buy it. And then you would make the publishing company a shit ton of money because they just sold 20 to 30 books oh okay so like it was no sweat off their back to give you a sample because if you like it in return they're gonna get some profit sure so i took a whole bunch of books (laughs) and never (laughs) like and never like uh but this is she would that i had like a huge like it's not north norton's anthology but another anthology that's like really like meaty and beefy sure um and and (laughs) that's where i had it and they gave me a um a bio on her and i don't remember i know she died at a very early age though yeah so uh (laughs) it looks like so flannery was her middle name her okay uh, her original name was mary Mm. and uh yes she died at 39 from lupus Mm. which i guess her father had had as well i don't know my sister has it Oh, but really? I'm not really. Yeah, but I'm not sure if she's telling the truth. Oh, that's fair. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know. I know a lot of people who've said they have things, so you never know. 
Uh, no, when did, yeah, when she did had, she? Yeah. When was she diagnosed with that? About three years ago, actually. Okay. So, so you had said earlier that you um, this was part of your capstone project uh, for you to graduate in yeah. undergrad, right? Yep. Um, what I wanted to know, like, what um, what drove you to this? Like, what and what was your interpretation? <laughs> like, what was like what? How did you kind of break it down? I guess is okay. Well, so I think for my capstone, it was just a, it was a pass fail, weirdly four credit class where I think I just had to write a relatively short paper about it. But then I also had to, uh, I had to walk into a room and have my advisor, uh, I guess he just sort of set me an essay question on it. And, okay. and I had to write competently about that. And if, and if I didn't, it would have been a fail. Oh, okay. So, and, oh, uh, right. So like the, the, his question was leading your, would be leading your thesis then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was something where I really took a, um, I mean, I think I talked a lot about the, the religious angle because that was, that was something that a lot of my, um, a lot of my longer papers that I wrote in college were about. Um, yeah, I, I actually, I liked Flannery O'Connor because I, I couldn't stand Faulkner and she was, she was also a Southern Gothic writer and I just felt like Faulkner was so sort of bizarre, but without, I know it was supposed to be black humor, but it was also, uh, I don't know, like there was, there was a there was a lot of cannibalism and like coffins getting shot and uh just stuff that did I didn't vibe with that well um whereas whereas O'Connor and I don't know if it was because she it was because she was a woman or not but I uh I it was dark but it was also very funny and very very spot on to me so I think so that's, read, that's why I picked her yeah you've read other things from her I know I have, but I can't remember what. No, that's cool. That's why I'm, I'm trying to like. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to see that like you're referencing that you know more of her other literature. Like it's kind of in the same vein of like, you know, dark and 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 a little of, salty. Like, it, it, you know, it's uh, are they. I you start to read this story and it starts off kind of. There's three women that are pretty much at the forefront of this, right? Yeah, and I want I, I I and each of them have different um, positions, if you will. So you have Miss Hopewell, who is um, it's kind of like the how would you describe it? Like she's kind of like the guiding. She's giving you a tour of their world, right? I mean, she I I don't. I don't think she's she's not the narrator, but she's a, a big part of the beginning of the focus and like yeah. kind of like introducing you to uh, Miss Freeman and then introducing you to her daughter. Yeah. And even getting the insight to the young man that comes into the the house, the Bible salesman, if you will. Yeah, it's funny because you get a first person perspective from Mrs. Hopewell and from her daughter, Joy slash Holga. <laughs> uh yeah. but but then the other uh mrs freeman i don't think you ever you, you don't ever get to be inside her brain no you don't and yeah you're, you're always uh mrs freeman is described by both joy holga and hopewell right yeah 
Which, by the way, the name Joy Hopewell is a bit much. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's the so so you've got uh, Mrs. Hopewell is a a relatively well off woman who owns a farm, uh, was divorced many years ago, which I thought that was interesting that she was divorced. Um, mm. You know, she was willing to to buck convention in that way, and she has a daughter who through a hunting accident lost her leg when she was a child (laughs) and has which so i they you don't get any detail on it but that's what i wondered is if the hunting accident and the the divorce were connected Mm, yeah because there's no mention of the father other than that right um yeah which also leads to a lot of other questions So then the daughter has gone, uh, is sort of, uh, let's say cranky, uh, mm-hmm. in general, cur- you know, curmudgeon but a young, obviously a young woman though. And she's, so at the time of the story, she's 32 or 33, I think. And oh, I, yeah, in her thirties for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a PhD in philosophy. And mm-hmm. then once that was over, um, apparently on top, she's got the double whammy of not just having the wooden leg. Uh, but she also has a weak heart. And so because of that, she can't, you know, she can't actually go on and be a professor and has had to come home and live with her mother. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was an excuse. <laughs> for, for what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, what, like being a professor, doesn't ex- you don't, you don't, not that I wasn't a professor. I was an, yeah. ins- you know, I was a, an instructor because I didn't have my PhD. Yeah, but you don't really put have out a, lot a lot of, of physical exertion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't put out a lot of energy doing that. So I felt like you know she was just kind of like maybe sc- uh, I don't know. I uh, those those women are so fascinating to me. Yeah, and and I I, I had put down you know I, I had pitted them against each other because I I, I had felt like. You had at one spectrum, you had the daughter, uh, Holga, who was the the intellectual woman, right? Yeah. And then you had um, Miss um, Freeman, who is the uh, quote-unquote good country people, which gets thrown a lot, around a lot. Um, right. And she's, the a, she's the, what, the, she's the wife of the tenant of right. Mrs. She, Hopewell, the care- of the mother. Right. Like the caretaker of the land, right? Yeah. And, you know, Mrs. Hopewell is constantly saying good, you know, she's good country people that, you know, basically in her, in her simplistic manners, which is, you know, very stereotypical um, critiques of, of quote unquote, good country people. But like, and then you have Mrs. Hopewell in the middle who is critical of both her daughter and Mrs. Freeman. Right. And, and is kind of just like in the center of like, I don't know. It to me, it's like it's all facets of, of of the stations that women have had in the past, you yeah. know. Um, and that's what I really found fascinating is that, <clears throat> and even so much so, where as educated as Joy is, regardless of her heart or whatever, she's still kind of stuck because yeah. of whether it's her gender or whatever. There's still a, a level that she can't a glass ceiling, if you will. I mean, if you want to use that term, but she still can't get past that. Um, And then you just have this whole like timeline of all, not timeline, but like this whole spectrum of women 
in various positions, but like they, they're all very similar in some way or form or fashion. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what really, it, that's what really it's... struck me this time is that, um, you know, joy definitely, she, I think she thinks her mother is stupid probably mm-hmm. because her mother, <laughs> her mother chooses to communicate in cliches all the time, but her mother does it to uphold appearances and to just, you know, smooth the waters constantly um and so i think but what's funny because you do get a first person perspective from both of them is they actually both judge people the same way Mm -hmm. they both and they and they both feel like they can manage uh situations with people they they assess other people and assign limitations to them and then decide what to do but those but then those people on the outside are still able to manipulate them because they're not just stupid people. Right. You know, they're not nearly as two dimensional as, as these two women think they are. Yeah. And that's the, like the pompous hubris attitude of like thinking that all good country people are, um, you know, as you would, when you, when you think of good country people, you know, and I mean, this is a good lesson for uh, progressives and how to deal with like frustrated Trump supporters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, there needs to, you know, they're the same way that people of color, whether it's Latino, Blacks, don't want to be considered a monolith. I think that everyone should not want to be considered a monolith. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that's uh, the thing is, I mean, being from the country doesn't mean you're safe. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that you can still be a dangerous person (laughs) who (laughs) lives in a rural setting. And, um, I, I don't know. I think there's a, like there, it always made me crazy when I was a kid, when people would talk about common sense as if mm-hmm. that was this sort of Holy grail, you know, of just, Oh, well, it's just common sense that whatever. And it was, I would always think, no, but you're ignoring all of the nuance, you know, like yeah. in a, in, in a conversation, like say about, um, about transgender people you know oh well you're it's black or white you're you're a man or a woman that's all there is and then it's like there's so much (laughs) there's there's so much science in there that even you know you can try to dissect things down you know as um in as detailed of a way as possible and and when you do that you can't come to a conclusion about gender you know because it's not just primary secondary tertiary sex characteristics there's so much more and so things like that when people just say oh it's obvious i can't believe we're just ignoring the common sense i i always <laughs> that sort of just being worshipped like that yeah but then well, I we also have to understand that common sense is limited to someone's actual um what they've learned in their life whether it be right. education or just life lessons right um, so what someone's common sense might will definitely not be another person's common sense. Yeah, because you know? if your frame of reference is different, right. then then it's not common. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. But I mean, the one thing that, and I always say this, regardless of like the one thing for me that is common sense that should be kind of across the board, mm-hmm. regardless of what you've been through, is just fucking treat people with a modicum of fucking respect like you know what right. i mean um you know i i honestly like don't think that there's anything like you know think just put yourself in that situation and think about how and do you like it no all right then don't do it yeah you know what i mean yeah it well in part of um 
I, I think also having respect, you know, can be having respect for that potential for danger in other mm-hmm. people that you're not just treating them like, oh, they're floppy stuffed animals who happen to walk around. You know, like well, oh, isn't, isn't that animal. like isn't that cute that they're so <laughs> they're so cuddly? You know, like they're they're just harmless people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it, like. Let's let's. So in the story, we have you know we have normal conversations with these three women, and, uh, <laughs> and then one day, uh, a young is he seventeen? He's nineteen. She tells him that she's seventeen when she's thirty. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I. God bless her, right? I mean, <laughs> and, and you know what? It's funny, Ari. Right, so here's, and, and it shows you, for me, I'm not going to talk for anyone else, but it shows you my ability to be naive and 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 to, to be like, oh my God, like he's so fucking naive. He believes she's, thir- she's she believes she's 17. Right. Um. So we'll take it further. We're like, so this young man, he comes to the house and he's selling Bibles, um, <laughs> which, you know, I know it's, I know it's like 1950s or whatever, and maybe even a little earlier because it was published in the fifties, but just the idea of someone coming to your house and selling things to me, yeah. um, it has always been weird. Um, you know, I think it was, I know we spoke about Johnny Cash last week, but like his first job out of the air force or army, I think it was air force was like selling encyclopedias. Yeah. And apparently like, he was like the worst salesman. He was like, <laughs> I know you don't want to buy these. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, it's it just, it's just, it's really weird to like, also because, you know, times are definitely different, but like, you know, I, it's really weird. To, like someone's going door to door selling Bibles. Yeah. In, a, in, a, in what's expected to be a Christian area. So you would think that they would have a Bible. Well, and that you would just, <laughs> and that you would just feel okay opening your door to someone and letting them in. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. That. <laughs> so, so basically, the the mom, Mrs. Hopewell, she does the thing that people do in slasher movies, where she, <laughs> uh, out of a sense of politeness, allows someone further and further and further in, and so he gets his foot in the door literally, and she's not going to buy a Bible and. Uh, and she can hear her daughter in the other room, you know, kind of groaning. And uh, she goes in and talks to her. And the the daughter is, I don't know, it's just like, get rid of him. I'm hungry. We're supposed to have lunch right now. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the mom goes back out and tries to give him the brush off. And then, and then he says, he says that he has a bad heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that sort of she gets all she gets all the clamped and invites him to lunch <clears throat> and then at lunch he's sort of uh he's sort of making eyes at the daughter and eventually they get rid of him but then he and the daughter walk to the gate together and have this interaction yeah what, what did, so what did you think at this point what did you think was going on so like you know, she's all like, so, all right. So we get to the point where, you know, they're eating and like, I, I think like they're not like the Mrs. Hopewell notices, you know, eye contact that he's staring at her. And then, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm like, what's going to happen here? I'm like, first of all, the age gap is already kind of making me cringe. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, all right. So then, but then, you know, 
I don't know. I felt like, um, you know, it's funny. Like, him being coined as good country people is one area where I'm like, well, he, is he that naive? But him also, in upon me reading this, him being a man, yeah, already makes me suspect of him. Yep. Because you know, I read it from. I'm always going to read it from the point of view that if someone's going to fuck someone over, it's usually going to be the man fucking the woman over and is written by a woman. And also she's already kind of got, um, no matter how smart that, you know, intelligent she is, she's already kind of got the wooden leg issue, which makes her the she's vulnerable. Yeah. She's already vulnerable. Um, so I was just like, what's going to happen. I was just like, I'm not sure about any of this. Yeah. Um, and he's the one know. who identifies himself though, as, uh, yes, when he says that, you know, when he's not having luck persuading the mother to buy a Bible, he's the one who says, you know, I'm just a boy from the country. I, you know, right. I can only speak plain. I'm not good at, or he doesn't say articulating. I can barely say articulating, um, you know, this. <laughs> and so it totally feeds into the mother's view of people, you know, yeah. that of sort of the haves. Oh, and she, she thinks, you know, as he's looking around at her, her parlor of oh this is probably the grandest place he's ever been yeah and it, whereas he's he's just casing the joint it's fucking grifter yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so he uses he uses um you know how just how sincere he is about religion right. um you know th- that she you know She's there's something where what that he quotes from the Bible and he says it so sincerely that she just wouldn't dare smile, although she wants yeah. to because she thinks he's so simple. Yeah, yeah. but it's all like out I, of politeness. Yeah. She wants to give him. In the end, the only way she gets him to leave is by saying she has an appointment in town she has to go to. Yeah, it's like I said. Any, I, well, we've we've come to this, haven't we? Anyone espousing religion. And also being a 19-year-old male is suspect. <laughs> this is what we've come to. Well. well I'm not like, wrong. It's, it's like, it's, yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's like it's opposite day in the story. Everything that you would expect. So so in the end, you find out that he he's, uh, he's set up with the daughter that they're going to go on a picnic the next day. That's right. And so they meet up out on the highway where he, in a completely unsuspicious fashion, pops up from where he's hiding behind a bush. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, it's just, it's, you know, like, sometimes I wonder, like, like, what was the writer thinking at that moment? Like, you know, oh, did they really want it? Hilarious. Probably. It's like, it's like, here I am. It's like, what? <laughs> But um, he's but he's got even though they're supposed to go on this picnic, he's got his suitcase full of Bibles, and he yeah. won't, he won't leave them yeah. behind. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up, but but you also find out from the daughter that she's been thinking about him overnight, and she's been fantasizing about seducing him, and how through seducing him, she'll be able to show him like a more enlightened way to be and to not be ashamed and like show him the truth in life. Yeah. I mean, there she, I mean, listen, what happens to her, uh, she's played a part in because she underestimated his 
his ways because she thinks she's better than him because he's just good country people. Right. Because there's there's being intellectual and there's having street smarts. And even you know, even people I was gonna from say the street smarts before, have street yeah. smarts. <laughs> well, they, they they have they have corn smarts in the <laughs> cornfields. Yeah, but, so, but you're right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. And um, uh, well, that, we'll finish it out. Let's uh, so let's let's tell them what happens. <laughs> so they get it. They go up in the barn loft together, and uh, he steals her leg. <laughs> No, there's more to it because no, but they start kissing and it's it, at first it's awkward, and then finally he says something. Um, well, he says he wants to see her. Um, he wants to see where her. He's always been harping on where her uh, leg meets the like where her leg was actually cut and where it meets the wooden leg portion. And he's mm-hmm. and then finally he starts. He says to her like, "This is what makes you you unique and." It just fucking touches her heart because, you know, we still have to think of her as a human being that is still feels like weird or like she yeah. feels like she's flawed. And finally, someone is appreciating her flaw. And it's a man. And, she, like, and it's I a man. <laughs> like, even though she's gone to school, I imagine yeah. she's probably was probably chaperoned through most of it. And, you know, she's sort of like a 13 or 14 year old girl. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, what emo, EQ, right? Emotional quotient, yeah. or yeah. And so she's finally like, when he says that, she's taken aback, and boom, this little son of a bitch takes her leg. <laughs> like, like, well, and also when he opens up his case, it, there's only <laughs> one, there's only two Bibles in there, and the rest oh, no. of it is it's whiskey and uh, <laughs> cards with dirty pictures on them in a condom. Yeah, and and he talks about like. He talks about like preying on other like women with I don't I don't know I'm not saying deformities but like other like he talks about a woman with a glass eye that he took yeah yeah like first of all like what the fuck is wrong with this guy he's, a sociopath. <laughs> like, he's not just a con well, man he's a sociopath yeah it's it's that that really and I, like I said I knew he was not I knew he wasn't good because I grew <laughs> up in the city and we know yeah. all types of things. <laughs> But um no I like yeah and then when you you know what's what's funny about like watching movies or reading things or you you're still like always hoping something good's gonna come out but you kind of always know something bad's gonna happen (laughs) you know what I mean yeah because when she finally gives in they you know they've been kissing when she finally gives in to taking the leg off so he can see it he takes it off for her and her brain immediately goes to. Oh, we'll be together forever, and he'll take my leg off that tenderly every night. Yes, yes, like, that's right. It's just like, oh, he's he, you know, I don't have to he's feel bad about this. He's yeah, he's right. the one. Yeah, he's which the, is fucked up because yeah, she finally opened up. She finally opened up her heart to show her vulnerable parts, and he just took a shit right all over. Them. Yeah, well, and what's fucked up too is that um, when they kiss. <laughs> Is she feels like awkward about it because kissing is awkward at first a lot of the time, but she feels this sense of mastery because her her, her like emotions don't get involved in it. Yeah, she just sort of is able, you know, she can be sort of detached from it, and so she thinks she's totally in control of this situation in this sort of like sweet simple rube of a boy who happens to be interested in her. Yeah, and, and then he is yeah. not who <laughs> she thought. 
and she ends up being the rube. Yeah, and he tells her, "You were, you know, I'm an atheist too." You like as as he walks out the door, he sticks his. Well, no, he's headed down the loft ladder, and he yeah, because. <laughs> He sticks his head back up the hole in, up on the loft and says, you think you're so smart, but I never believed in anything my whole life. You're right. not the only one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you come from a place of, of, of privilege and not believing in anything. I actually don't because my, my shit is fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like I, I didn't need a PhD to be a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> or a sociopath. <laughs> or a sociopath. It just came naturally. Yeah. No, that that just that just that to me was like because even when like you know he takes her leg and she has that moment of bliss where she's like oh this is lovely and what you were describing prior she kind of picks up quickly that oh shit give me my leg. And he's like, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby. And she's like, give me my fucking leg. And, yeah. like, no, baby. and then like, and then he, he like moves it with his leg to the other side. And, and it's like, she starts to realize because her leg, and I was trying to like, you know, I wrote in the notes, like the symbolism of the leg, it's like her security blanket of sorts. Yeah. And he just totally. Well, it's, it's like the, out. it's like the locus of all her, all her vulnerability. Um, it's, you know, it's the thing that she hides more than there's, there's all these other things about her. She can't hide right. and chooses not to, but with that, and it, and it talks about how she doesn't really feel ashamed of it because she's lived with it for so long, but at the same time, she d- never lets anybody else touch it. Right. But I also think it's a part of her identity to the point where she's made it a part, like she's made it a part of our identity and like without it, she doesn't know who to be. Yeah. Um, or doesn't know how to kind of navigate just everyday life uh, and in physically and metaphorically. Right. Cause like she can't walk without it yep. and she needs it to, you know, and also she does it like metaphorically where she, it's part of who she is. It's her, it's, it's her character. It's who she's put everything into. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. The story ends, uh, is it Miss Freeman? That's like, Oh, what's going on mm-hmm. with this guy? Where she sees him running across, uh, and then even Mrs. Freeman says, I, I don't, is it Mrs. Freeman or Mrs. Hopewell that says it it's, at the end? Uh, it's both of them together where uh, they see him come, they see him come out of the woods. Yeah. And what uh, Mrs. Hopewell says something about, oh, about him being such a, a good, a, you know, a simple, what yeah. a simple country person. And Mrs. Freeman says, yeah, I could uh-huh. never be that simple or exactly. something something close yeah. to that and so you realize that whole all of the assumptions that mm-hmm. Mr. Hopewell has said about her probably aren't correct no I know and 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 it's funny because Mrs. Hopewell the way she describes Mrs. Freeman she constantly describes her as someone who is sitting there very critical kind of doing things in a certain way but she still considers a good country folk Right, you know I mean, it's not but trash can, like the other, the other. Yeah, guys. yeah. It's it's just there's just something about kind of what you were saying. The assumptions are all fucked, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and all our assumptions are fucked because that's you know you talk about you know subconscious microaggressions and I mean, this plays into a larger thing. But like it's just like, oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't come to conclusions with people. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you because, know? So, because didn't Mrs. So Mrs. Hopewell, when she was going to take the Freemans on as tenants, she had called their previous reference and the man had said, I, the husband's fine, but the wife is, you know, the nosiest person ever. Right. And so Mrs. Mrs. Hopewell had this strategy of, oh, well, how I'll deal with that is I'll just let her I'll you know, I'll I'll tell her she's in charge of everything. So, right. if, you know, and that idea that you can have the strategy to sort of direct someone, um, you know, it, it reminded me then of what Joy does, of what the daughter does, of, you mm-hmm. know, she thinks she can be in control of the Bible salesman right. in the same way of like basically she can have this romantic experience with him and, you know, she'll, and, and she is his elder. So she feels like she mm-hmm. feels like she can be in charge and, um, yeah, you know, I mean... but she, but she really does have that vulnerability. And I think part of why I liked this story so much when I was a kid was um, mm-hmm. that she really was different joy was i mean i know i keep talking about how she and her mom were the same but it is a weird thing you know it is a weird thing of um genetics that you can be so closely blood related with people Mm. and yet be so different in a lot of ways and and be different than the people around you too and so to be someone who you know for joy to be living back in the country not by choice and to be someone who probably is more suited to live in an academic setting um it's hard to navigate that like how you feel about you know not being able well i don't know if you're not able to but it is harder to make connections because they yeah yeah said uh earlier in the story you know that like the the young men when she was younger she thought young men were stupid yeah (laughs) you know and uh it I don't know. It just, I guess that was, there was a lot of it that I, I sort of, I'm not saying I was any kind of genius, but like it, sometimes you really do have things like whether it's because your family is super weird and religious, like mine was, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know. There just are things that they do set you apart. And so people, people, that, that whole like sort of cliched, like, Oh, people everywhere, mostly the same. Yeah, they are and they aren't, you know? Yeah. I, I think, you know, one of the things for me is that I think that her and her mother are definitely a lot alike. And I think that her mother, I don't think her, I think that, you know, it's all about opportunities, right? Um, and I, you know, I could just, you know, I, I always think about my family and like all the opportunities and, you know, you know, it's it's like the the old immigrant story, right? Every generation, you know, gets better and better. And like, you know, when, when, when kids always say, uh, well, I was the first kid to graduate college for my family or whatever, you know, it's always, it's, you know, it, I don't think that, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, for me, like my grandmother coming to this country, I think, you know, well, she didn't come to this country because Puerto Rico is this country, but coming to New York city, like, um, Coming to New York City, uh, but being limited in what she can do mm-hmm. because of, you know, whether it be language or whatever. Um, but I also think, like, if she, if if the world was open to her, I think she could have been, like, a fucking genius. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that's so many people. And I think Mrs. Hopewell might have had that because I, I, I think that, you know, I think she's just, you know, this, this, her surroundings and circumstances. 
and her daughter just got a leg up because that's the general progression of a of, of better life. But, you know, I think so many people are partially, I think a lot of um, anger and resentment comes from what could have been Yeah, because people aren't stupid. There are a lot of smart people who just don't have opportunities and it's, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. And I think Ms. Hopewell, because of time and place might've been one who, you know, her, her only escape was through marriage, you right. know, um, because they are so much alike in so many ways, the way you describe them, very judgmental, very like, also, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's kind of funny too. Yeah. Yeah. I always, it, uh, like, uh, I think both of my parents were very smart people. They mm-hmm. just, uh, were, I mean, my dad, uh, my dad never got past, I think, seventh grade or eighth grade, mm-hmm. um, because he would have, he would have had to have gone into town to go to high school mm-hmm. and you needed wow. somebody to live with if you were okay. going to do that or you needed, you needed a car, you know, otherwise you'd be, you'd be having to walk the 10 miles back and forth. Nice. Um, <laughs> And he didn't have the, they didn't have money for the kind of clothes you would need to wear at the, at the town school instead of the country school. And so that was as far as he got. And, um, I don't know. I remember him writing, he wrote a letter to the editor at the newspaper when I was a kid about abortion, (laughs) anti, Mm. of course. Um, and they called him and said, we're sorry, but we can't publish this because it doesn't make sense. Mm. And and he did have horrible handwriting too, but I he was so humiliated by that. Um, but he, I don't know. He was he was a very smart person. Um, yeah. And you know, and my mom was too. But my my mom would get very she would get very resentful about anything that seemed sort of too, uh, anything that was too theoretical really made mm. her angry. <laughs> so. It was, but she, but she read a lot. Um, well, she was a nurse, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, I mean yeah. She had a, that, she had a LPN. Um, I mean, you got to be like, you got to have some smarts for that. Like, yeah, like absolutely, that. absolutely. I, no, I mean, and, and you know, like intelligence is varied on different spectrums. But I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing about like uh, Joy is that like. She had the luxury to study philosophy. Even her mother gets mad yep. about that. She's like, she's like, she could have been a teacher. She could have been whatever, but philosophy. <laughs> well, no, it was even. What she said, uh, she said, at least if your if your daughter's a if your daughter's a nurse, you can say my daughter's a nurse. My mm-hmm. daughter's, or she said, or even a mechanical engineer. But you know, how do you say? Yeah. yeah what, exactly. How do you tell the neighbors she has a PhD in philosophy? Yeah. But the it, thing it, was, obviously, she like we're talking about her like she didn't have a choice about things and her choices I'm sure were limited by being a woman in mm. this time. But at the same time, she did not have to come back and live with her mother. No, she didn't. And, she, and but that's a whole other area of like her comfort level in being on being on her own. Totally. You know, which we can only infer is that the author doesn't provide anything to us on that front. Right. Well, it, it does. She, she does keep banging on about like how the, the mother thinks of her as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, how that's gotta, that's gotta rub off on you. Eventually. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about things, you know, we, we internalize 
how we internalize people's perceptions of us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that, that totally could be, you know, uh, at play here. I, mean, I, 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 and yeah, I, I see that maybe she's a little kind of nervous to be out there doing her thing. And it's the same thing with Faulkner. Um, you had mentioned with like, you know, the kid goes to, I believe it's Harvard. Um, you know, the one that kills himself, Compton, William Compton, he goes to Harvard and it's too much. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot of pressure coming out of being just coming out of whether it's, you know, the South or first generation, this first generation, that, or just like not having that. There's something to be said about generational wealth and generational culture that yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, and for people who are coming out of something that are, is not, I mean, they were wealthy, but they're not, you know, you, you, it's it's still, you know, and, you know, she's a woman too, you know, like in that time, I mean, yeah. it's 1950s, a long time ago, but, you know, <laughs> it's like, as much as like, we like to think that we're, we, this country is not that progressive in 1950s for anyone who's marginalized yeah. is not that progressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, women had only had the vote for what, 30 years at that point? At that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still, they still couldn't, um, you know, open lines of credit on their own that wasn't going to come for a while. So yeah, yeah it was funny. Cause like, and you know, when I, I was reading this and, and when they said she had a PhD, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Like, you know, like I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I was like, good on you. Like, you know, I was yeah. like, and then I had to like rethink, like I had to like, um, kind of re, um, purpose all the characters after that. Mm. Yeah, because it was like, all right, well, now I, I I know what she's looking at now, you know, and he, and she mentioned some I forgot some philosopher, and I was like, okay, I was like, all right, so now like she's looking at it from a very academic way, which helps to protect her in certain mm-hmm. areas, and you know, and then I don't know this I, I have to read more of Flannery O'Connor because this actually was really good. It was slow in the beginning, and yeah. I was kind of getting angry. <laughs> yeah um, but not like angry because you when i get angry it's like i'm getting angry at like the person who's like telling me the story and telling me what's up and it was just like all right get to it what's going on here and then you start to like <laughs> see and then like it's it's it becomes funny when um mrs hopewell is talking about everybody but then when she starts like kind of like you when you see her daily interactions which is really with the bible salesman you start to see where her kind of like character comes in and she and then you start to say oh yeah you're a piece of shit too you know what i mean like you know <laughs> it, it's kind of yeah it's kind of funny but like it, it's it's like all these like fake personas fake persona and then it just narrows down to who she really is and you're like oh you're just like not only are you've been judgmental of everybody your daughter and, and the woman who works for you but now in your everyday interactions you immediately are just like kind of like mean and kind of like you don't want to be bothered at all, which we all are that way. <laughs> like, Oh, you see, know, I didn't take that as her being. Yeah. I didn't take it as mean. I was just like, no, that's genuine. Yeah. That's, no, I, that's genuine yeah. of when you're like, sorry, I know I'm not going to buy a Bible. You're going to, I've been nice. Yeah. And now you need to get out. No, there's a line in there when she said she gets frustrated because he, he's ringing the bell close to dinner time and i couldn't relate more because i hate when a motherfucker disturbs me from eating <laughs> i was like you you're so right mrs hobo fuck that guy why would you and and here's the issue that i had is 
because she feels so inclined that she has to do the right thing and answer the door. I'm like, bitch, I would just let that shit ring. I'm going to eat my food. And I'm going to enjoy that food because you know what? Holga is like, we need to eat. And I'm yeah. with Holga. I'm, I'm with Holga Joy. <laughs> I don't know if we ever explained that, that uh, oh, yeah. Joy, Joy changed her name to Holga just to irritate her mother. Like, legally changed it. Yeah, just I because need, it was the ugliest story. name. I need another story of Holga Joy in at the university. Right. Like, that's what I need. That That is, like, exactly what I need. I need that because cause she must have been a handful. <laughs> I don't know. I, also, I, I mean, I had sympathy for both of them. Like, where... I, the, I mean, less so the mom, but even even her, she, whether it's valid or not, she really did feel so constrained by the social niceties. Mm. Um, and then and then with with Holga with Joy, uh, I yeah, I guess I just had I had a lot of sympathy for someone who, you know, feels, you know, not not even feels there was something wrong with her body, and so she lived in her head so much. You know, mm. that you would immediately jump to these sort of flights of fancy of, you know, oh, well, this is, I mean, I was an English major. It's hard when you're an English major. You, <laughs> you, you immediately, you get so used to like, oh, well, this is the story in the, of how, you know, you just expect things are going to happen because that's how stories work. You know, well, yeah, cause unless they're really about... bad stories always have a story. Right. So like, and, you... and it's pretty much on point right yeah yeah like you just expect (laughs) plot is going to happen to you and sometimes it doesn't and it's like oh i thought comedy yeah i thought (laughs) i thought we were like gonna at least get to the second act by now yeah no it's true It, it it does you know um i had a friend a friend of mine uh he passed away but um he would always tell me that um People are, I mean, he was Salvadoran, so he, he's, he's got a little machista behind it, so it's going to come off a little machista, but uh, <laughs> he would say that Latinas are, um, because of novelas, they're always full of drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything has to be a drama, even even like sometimes life is boring, but like there's always this expectancy of drama. And I think as an English major, we are very much um, waiting for the drama. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and yeah, so like, yeah, you're 100% right. We look at things plot wise. We look at things to, as we look for the formula of how it's going to be, the patterns, if you will. And um, have you ever seen the movie Stranger Than Fiction? No. You're not going to like it because it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's my a, god! I did see it. I made myself go to sleep in the movie theater. Oh, okay. So you can sleep <laughs> at home. It's on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> but he finds himself in a story, and he re- he has a narrator in his head, and so he reaches out to uh, a professor. Uh, it's the British chick, and I can't remember her name. Um, classic uh, British uh, actress, actor, actress. Emma Thompson. Um, yeah, I think it is Emma Thompson. And she's the professor, and she's like a washed-up English professor. And he's like, Doc, I don't like... And she's like, well, you need to find out if it's going to be a tragedy or a comedy. 
And, okay. You know, and then it just ensues. He falls in love with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and you know stuff like that. And like it's it's kind of funny because it's like how you start expecting things in life to be. It's like, well, is this going to be? You know, is is this the moment? Like, you know, is my oh, I, what I always say is my season going to get renewed? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, are we going to introduce a small orphan child to get up ratings? <laughs> yeah. I know. What's that? I mean, that's that's what it feels like right now is there's, like, all of the plots kind of external. Like, yeah. Now it just feels like The Walking Dead, right? It's like. Yeah. It's like we're just, like, waiting for something to happen. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this was a good one. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I, I really okay. want to um, check out more of her stories. I'm going to check up what's going on online. Um, because, yeah, I only had that one short story in my in my um, anthology. I guess that's the most famous one. Yeah, I think so. I know Did she I only write... She didn't write any books, right? Like, or she only wrote short stories. I, well... Wikipedia says she was an American novelist, short story writer, and essayist. Okay. Oh, so she's... Two, no two novels and 32 short stories. Oh, all right. So she's got stuff. Right. I'd yes. be interested to um, to read a novel of hers to see how she ex uh, extends like the narrative focus, like where you have more space to um, develop those characters. Yeah, because the characters were rich, but I, I like I would like a little bit more. Like it left me wanting more, which is always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. That's that'll be a season two. Well, no, season six. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is our. We didn't talk about this. It's our fiftieth episode right now. Ah, uh, fifth. That's right. I had said I. You know, <laughs> so I was um. What I wanted to talk to you about was I was stumbling across like when we first started like getting like stuff together for this and we started recording things yeah. do you remember um do you remember the name was like potato and beans <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's our it's it's our ethnic starches it was, both of it us. Was, i just started i i so I, I stumbled across this um old audio and i just started laughing because it was just like i'm dead on beans and i was like what the fuck was wrong with us <laughs> oh so uh, much it still is i kind of want to just like you know maybe take a week off and just release that <laughs> <laughs> or at least incorporate it somehow because it's so ridiculous yeah uh that was uh, it was uh, I, I just i had a good laugh on that one <laughs> i think another one i had suggested as a name was um what had happened was, and I just heard the other day that there is a podcast called that now. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, everyone's needs are being met. Oh, let me just tell you. So, like, my daughter's fascinating. I won't let her listen <laughs> to this podcast. Uh -huh. But she, so she stumbled. No, she didn't stumble. She looked for it. She was like, "What? what is this? I'm like, and she's like kind of joking with me. Yeah. And then she's like, so she was like looking and then she's like, you know, I, I don't know what episode it, it's the first season where it's my mother's penis. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? I'm like, go ahead. I'm like, you want it? Go ahead. Do it. Listen to it. 
<laughs> so she did. <laughs> yeah. What did and, she think? She, oh, she turned it off because she didn't want to hear anymore. <laughs> it's like the old, you want to smoke? Smoke 10 packs, right? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, she turned it off. She was like, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she listened to them all, and now she has a greater understanding of her papa. No, I mean, this is this is, this is is my time capsule to her. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll be like, oh, my God, this, this, this is why I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode will do it. That episode will do it, yeah. That, that episode is actually why I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this, this has been, this has been fun. It continues to be fun. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, I know I was supposed to pick a short story and I have one. I just, um, I, I don't know. I have to provide the name at a a later date. Okay. (laughs) But, um, it's, it's from, um, Ernest Hemingway's book of short stories, uh, in our time, which is a quick read. Okay. Um, it is actually probably my favorite Ernest Hemingway because they're short stories and I don't have to hear them that much. <laughs> um, well, all right. Well, you'll just you'll, you'll just you'll just let me know and I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes uh, yeah. when this one goes out. Oh, great, great, great for everybody to know. Um, yeah. We always talk about recommendations. Um, do you have anything? I lately I've been watching on YouTube um, videos uh, from Netflix (laughs) put on by Netflix from uh, they're called Queens who like to watch. Okay. That it's uh, it's two of the drag queens who started out on, on RuPaul's drag race. It's Katya and Trixie Mattel and they're, they're really good friends and they just, they watch stuff on Netflix and then, you know, shriek and make noises and say stuff about it. And it's uh. (laughs) It's fun because a, a bunch of stuff that I would probably never actually watch the show on Netflix, I watch them watch it, and then I know what it's about. <laughs> nice. So they give yeah. you like a recap and everything, but yeah. with like their flair and their like you know their humor or whatever. Right, and yeah, they and they awesome. don't even try to summarize it or anything. They just sort of cut in and out. Oh, um, I, I would totally be into that because that's like a um, mystery science three, uh, theater three thousand type deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's. I think I saw, like, I saw some of The Crown that way. I was never going to watch that. I saw yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch that way. So, yeah, yeah I would I would say uh, YouTube, Queens Who Like to Watch. I, I'm a, I, I definitely, I'll probably check that out because I like, um, I like people making fun of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, I make fun of stuff all the time. I would love to. I love watching other people's humor and, like, just putting, like, their own little sass on things. Yeah. I'll yeah. Watch that. Okay. Um, no, it's funny. Did you see the other day, maybe like two weeks ago, and I know we're late on this one, but like you had mentioned RuPaul, like he's related to Cory Booker. Oh, no, I did not know that. Somehow, I don't know if they did an Ancestry thing or, you know, like a 23andMe or Ancestry.com, but it ended up they're like cousins. And then when I, when I think about it, of course they're cousins. They look alike. Yeah. Cory Booker, RuPaul. Cory Booker looks like uh, looks like that that guy Arthur, the kid the kid book Arthur guy. From oh the my com- god! The cartoon. Yeah. 
He he's got that weird rounded head. Mm-hmm. Just like RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see that. I think RuPaul, I RuPaul's from uh, I think California originally, and then he moved to Georgia when he was a teenager. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, it was funny. Like they just like they found out that they were like related. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, they kind of look alike. I could see in their like facial. Because RuPaul's starting to look like a frog too. Maybe yeah. I'm related to RuPaul. Well, you know RuPaul uh, <laughs> when he's when he's in drag, he he uses tape to pull his face back. Yeah. So then when he's out, you it's you, he looks very different. Well, I um you don't see him a lot of times out of um drag, but like that show he had on Netflix, which wasn't a good show. Yeah, um, AJ and the Queen. Yeah, that um. That's another one yeah. that I watched through I, through queens who like to watch. Um, the kid was, was really an- <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. The um, it was so like oh, it hurt my feelings <laughs> uh, because like the kid was like a piece of shit and and I didn't care and like mm. you know and and RuPaul's not like the best actor but like he no. he's trying and he, and like the kid. The kid was like there for a paycheck. It seemed I don't know. It just didn't seem right. Like <laughs> Tracy was watching it. And I'm like, what is this? And she's like, oh, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I know. Obviously, I know who RuPaul is. I'm like, oh, this is the show. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Like this is like mm, two steps back. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah but, it looked like um, it looked like a a whole series made out of SNL acting. Ooh, yeah. Like We're like, and, and yeah. And like, where are they trying to make each other laugh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, my recommendation is a movie called Palm Springs that's on Hulu. Um, it's with Andy Samberg, and I forgot the actress's name, but basically, what it's about. And I'm not a. Andy, I could take Andy Samberg, you know, one way or another. Sometimes he frustrates me, sometimes I'm just like, ah, eh, you're right. But um, I, I felt like at the time, right now, with like life feeling like Groundhog's Day, it's it's very much like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Um, it's just about, you know, somehow there's um, a wedding and um, the, to the, a big event is the wedding. Um, Andy Samberg comes with this girlfriend. Um, somehow every time the day the night the day is over it resets itself and the whole thing is about you know basically just disgust in doing the same things over and over again and uh manipulating people and and just coming to some sort of i don't know ability to like i don't know forgive yourself but just like move forward like the ability to move mm-hmm. forward from the situation that they're in um it's funny it's good i I think, you know, do I think it's the best movie? No. Do I think it's funny? Yeah. I, I, but I think it's worth a watch. I think it's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's not going to take any, it might, I don't know, it's not going to like wow you, but I think it's a good, um, it's it's something you just watch to make you feel kind of good about the current situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, that's what I would definitely recommend. Um, other than that, yeah, I watched the uh, both seasons of the Jack Ryan show on Prime. And, oh, uh, how is that? I tried to watch it. It's hard. 
<laughs> yeah, it had it was it had stuff in it that was interesting, but um, you know, I like John Krasinski, but I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I gave it a shot, and I couldn't get past it. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that dude, what's a, I think he's dead, right? The Clancy? Tom Clancy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it, if he's dead or not. It's so, it, like the stuff is so perverse, not perverse in the sense, cause like it's so big and like there's movies, there's books, there's movies, there's video games with Tom Clancy. And it's just so like, like I said, uh, you know, the more you think about things and the more you start to, like, have a conscience about, you know, it's like, do you want to glorify these things? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, I love playing video games. I love playing military games. And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's like, it's it's really, I, I'm not that into it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm starting to lose that luster because it's like, I, I know what the other end of it is. And, it, you know, it's kind of like, and I know there's been articles written like how do how do cop dramas move forward after like you know your George Floyd, but I'm like, bitch, how do cop dramas move forward after like the civil rights movement, like and Jim Crow era, like you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? This is nothing new. It's like, I don't know, but like we're in a new era of like, I, I mean, I, I think it's healthy to to start to think about what you like and how you enjoy it, you know. But it's still like, ah. Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older. I don't, the same way we don't play with toys anymore, we, more, we don't have to play with um, other things either. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there are other things that can be glamorized. Yeah. Like we can, you know, we can have better shows with like more human interactions. Yeah. Or we can read short stories from, you know, 1950 that talks about like really fucked up human in- interactions. <laughs> Right, exactly. You know, exactly. I don't know. Um, yeah, listen, I I always say, look, we're growing, we're human. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great t-shirt. We're that growing, is a good t-shirt. Human, that's it. That's it. You know, and and to not grow, well, that's it. I'm, I'm not gonna be left behind. I'm going to Mars. That's right. That's <laughs> I'm right. not going pretty to, soon. I'm not going to Mars. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we don't know exactly what story next week is, but it will be in the show notes and you should read it before you listen. It will be. And also it's from the um, Ernest Hemingway short stories in our time. You might as well read the whole thing because it's very short. Um, and also the short, the brilliance of that, uh, the short stories actually all interconnect, which is kind of cool. Hmm. But um, I will let you know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, everybody have keep keep on keeping on. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Yeah. You know, um, hug, hug your loved your... ones as long as you live in the same house. Yeah. Or listen, <laughs> hug a stranger as long as you uh, wash your hands. That's I don't know. That may qualify as assault these days. But yeah, anyway, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. We'll see you next week. Wear a mask, be good. Um, is there anything else with the social media? or uh... You know, it's still out there. Yeah, just listen, brokencornet.com. We'll find you. You find us. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Right. Thank you. Bye.